Hi, my name is Alvin. I'm a discipleship and Mandarin service pastor here at HTVB, and it's my privilege to share with you from God's Word today. Now, some of you may already know that I've just recently become a father. Uh, so here's a photo of uh, me and my wife Charlotte and our little boy Kai, and he turns five months old tomorrow. Now, over the past five months, and especially through the Lunar New Year, so many people have asked us, who does he look like more, mommy or daddy? Uh, some say he looks more like his mom, some say he looks more like his dad, some say he looks like his grandfather. And I think he looks like me when he sleeps because he sleeps with his mouth open, just like his dad. But frankly, it's, it's hard to tell who he looks like most right now because now he mostly looks like a toddler. You know, he has yet to mature into our likeness, to walk like we walk, to talk like we talk, to live like we live. Now, I wonder whether some of us here feel a bit like a toddler. I mean, not quite in the sense that you really like a nap now. I mean, I know I do. But perhaps you feel like a spiritual toddler. You know, we spent the last two weeks now talking about the Imago Dei, the image of God. Two weeks ago, Mao spoke about our identity, that we are made in the image of God. Jesus came as our model and also our saviour to enable us to live out that image of love. Last week, Abel spoke to us about how the image of God is not just about who we are, but also about how we live, to live with dignity, diversity, and destiny. But perhaps now you're thinking, well, that's all well and good, but I don't think I'm doing a very good job reflecting the image of God. I don't think I'm very loving. I struggle to live the kind of dignity and diversity and, and destiny that you're talking about. I want to, but I don't feel like I'm able to. How then can I live out the image of God? How can we mature more and more into His likeness, into His image? Let's read now from Acts chapter 2, verses 16 to 21. This is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So, Right off the bat, you know, we read that this is a description of a prophetic vision from Joel. And, and what is his prophetic vision? It is that we will all have prophetic vision through the Holy Spirit. Now, why is this significant? Because the primary role of a prophet is to represent God before the people. Now, the priest represents the people before God. The prophet represents God before the people. In other words, when God calls us to bear His image, 
He calls us to be a prophetic presence in the world. Now, of course, some people are particularly blessed with a prophetic gift, maybe a, a gift of knowledge or foreknowledge. And yet, the prophet Joel here says that we are all called to prophesy, which means to represent God, for God to speak through us, to make God known through his word, to reveal God through Christ. John Stott says that it is this universal knowledge of God through Christ by the Spirit, which is the foundation of the universal commission to witness. Because we know him, we must make him known. We must bear his image. We must be a prophetic presence in the world. So back to the question, how? Now in verses 17 to 18, Joel prophesies, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. When the Spirit is poured out on us, we will become a prophetic presence. And I believe this is what we need to see if we want to see revival in the church. Because this is how the church started. You know, Jesus led his 12 disciples and before he died and rose again, he said that the Father will fill them with the Holy Spirit. And then we see on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit filled the disciples. And then when Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit, he explained that this Old Testament prophecy of Joel was actually about this era of Jesus and the church in which we can all be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so how can we be filled with the Holy Spirit? Verse 38 says, Peter replied, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And on that day, 3,000 people were baptized and that is how the early church began. Because the church is the people. You know, the Greek word for church is, is ecclesia, which means a called out people. In other words, the core of the church is not the building. It's not the activities, it's not the ministry, it's not even the pastors. The core of the church is people called out by God. People who are filled by God. People who are filled with the Holy Spirit. People who prophetically live out the image of God, the Imago Dei. Now perhaps you're thinking, well, yeah, well, yeah, that's not me. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a pastor, I'm not a church leader. Maybe you're thinking, I'm just a kid, or I'm too old for this, or I just became a Christian, or this is my first day attending a church service. How can I bear God's image? How can I prophesy? This has got to be about someone else, man. This, this can't be about me. But the Bible says, whether you are male, female, young, old, rich, poor, a new Christian, or a long-time Christian. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men 
will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. So all of us can be filled with the Holy Spirit. And that includes you. And not only that, all of us can be filled with the Holy Spirit today. Hold up. Didn't Joel just prophesy that this only happens in the last days? <laughs> now, it's interesting that, that, that Peter here differentiates between the last days in, in verse 17 and the day of the Lord in verse 20. So, I mean, we all know that we're not yet in the end times, right? Because Jesus has not returned yet. But Peter believed that the first coming of Jesus already started what we call the last days. Why? Because in the Old Testament, the outpouring of the Spirit was a promise meant for the last days. So, so on some level, you know, we, we are still waiting you know, for God's kingdom to come completely. But in some way, the kingdom of God is already here. The abundant and generous pouring out of the Spirit has already become a reality. Jesus has ushered in a new era, a new reality that the church is meant to bring into the world until the day that Jesus comes again. Now, in theology, we call this concept the already and not yet. You know, we're still waiting for the day when Jesus comes again, the day when God's kingdom comes completely, we will see complete justice, complete renewal of the world. And that's why Joel describes it in verse 20 as the great and glorious day of the Lord. But meanwhile, before that day comes, we live between Jesus' resurrection and ascension and Jesus' second coming. And this period is characterized by the presence of the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit, including prophecy, including miracles, including all the wonders uh, that Joel says will happen before the day of the Lord. In other words, when we read in Joel's prophecy, these things are being fulfilled today in our time. These things are being fulfilled in our churches and we can also bring these things into the world, into our daily lives, our schools, our workplaces and our homes when we receive the outpouring of the Holy Spirit today. So, how can we be filled with the Holy Spirit? As we've seen in Acts 2.38, Peter replied, Repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, if you've not yet been baptized, our next round of baptisms is happening next Sunday. And it's still not too late to sign up for it right now. Baptism is really a sign, an indication of your desire to repent and receive God's forgiveness. But you know, even if you're not yet baptized, it doesn't mean that you cannot receive the Holy Spirit today. You know, in Acts 10, Cornelius received the Holy Spirit before he was baptized. And so can you. Ephesians 5:18 says, be filled with the Spirit. And from the context, it's clear that 
is not just a one-time thing. It's a continual, ongoing, intentional process of constantly being filled with the Spirit. And so today, as we receive the Spirit, let's also exercise receiving a prophetic vision from God. You know, a lot of times when we talk about the gifts of the Spirit, the barrier is not that we don't receive, it's that we fear getting it wrong. You know, I asked Miles for permission to share this story. You know, when he was still serving in England, his pastor asked him to come up to share some words of knowledge. So uh, he prayed, and he asked the, the Holy Spirit to, to fill him and to lead him. And he received the word of knowledge that God would heal someone's leg, specifically the, the left shin and, and, you know, whatever disease that, you know, he had in that, that particular uh, shin or, or leg, how long this person had been suffering from it. Many very specific words, but, but, he, but Mouse was afraid. He, he was afraid that if he spoke those words of knowledge and no one came out, then how? But then he saw you know, on the front row, you know, there was a man, uh, his left leg was wrapped up and he thought, oh, this word of knowledge must be for this man. So he said, mm, I, I think there's a man, uh, you know, you have uh, something or other on your left shin, you know, and you've been uh, having this uh, condition for how long and uh, God is going to heal you today. Come forward and receive prayer. And then he stared at this person. And the person didn't come out. So he continued, if you need healing for your leg, come forward now. The man said they come out. And then the service ended. And then the man left. And then after that, you know, Mouse felt a little bit disappointed. And then just as Mouse was about to leave, this woman came down from, from the stairs at, at the back and, and said to him, Mouse, the, the person you say has a, has a left shin and needs healing, that's me. I've had, you know, this and this disease. I've been sick for such and such a period of time. Please pray for me. And then after that, you know, he, he, he got a, a woman to come together to, to pray uh, for this woman. And, and then a few weeks later, this woman came back and said that her leg has been miraculously and completely healed. And then Mouse thought to himself, wow, you know, in a sense, you know, thank God for bluffing me <laughs> to have this courage to, to release this word of knowledge so that this woman can be healed and this woman can have her faith strengthened. Now, of course, we won't get it right all the time. I mean, it's like, it's like the gift of music. You know, no matter how gifted you are, you won't play your instrument or sing perfectly all the time. But the more we practice, the better we get. And, and the same is true of, of spiritual gifts. You know, we need practice. You know, like, like a toddler growing into the image of the parents, we will mature into the image of God if we practice being filled by the Holy Spirit and letting Him give us that prophetic presence in all the different areas of our lives. But what this also means is that um, we, also, we need to act in faith in the midst of our fears, but we also need to act and speak with humility. And, and, and that's why usually you say, oh, I feel like you know, perhaps God might be saying this or, or saying that. Because if it's accurate, you know, that person will be encouraged. 
but if it's not so accurate, you know, you can still say, you know, maybe, you know, it's my bad, you know, I, I'm, I'm still working this out, I'm still discerning this as well. And so, uh, and also if we receive an encouraging word, you know, perhaps, you know, we can be more confident to share it. But if it's not so encouraging, you know, maybe it's not so much meant to be shared. Maybe it's meant for us to, to just pray uh, privately about it on our own. Or perhaps if the Spirit leads, maybe we can ask, you know, this person about it. But, you know, with great love and great care. And that's how we can practice uh, being filled with the Spirit and being that kind of prophetic presence uh, in church, in our work, in our lives, in our homes. And so today, I challenge you to be filled with the Holy Spirit because the Spirit gives us the power to bear His image, especially when we know we can't bear it by our own strength. So now we're going to spend some time to receive the Holy Spirit and also to, to practice receiving a prophetic vision from God or receiving a word of knowledge or, or something that God is calling us to do to reflect His image. And so I uh, invite you now to stretch out your hands uh, and, and close your eyes. This is not some magic formula. It's just a way to show that our hearts are open to God and to the Spirit. And then you can pray these words after me. Come, Holy Spirit. As I'm praying, I'm sensing perhaps there's some of us here who are, you know, you've heard today's message and, you know, you want to live out that Imago day. You want to be filled with that spirit and you want to be a prophetic presence in the lives of those around you. But perhaps you still have a bit of that, that fear. Can I really do it? Can I really do a good job about it? How do I, you know, how do I do this? So much uncertainty ahead, living out that kind of prophetic life, living out the image of God. I don't know if I can do it. And if that's you, we want to pray for you for courage. That God will give you the courage that you need, that perhaps you don't have in yourself, but that courage to step out in faith with whatever it is that God has put into your heart whether it's a word, whether it's a, an action, something that he has called you to do, to have that courage to live out the image of God through the word that he has put in your heart. And if that's you, um, you know, we have a QR code, feel free to click in into that QR code and say, yes, this is me, I need prayer, uh, do pray with me and we would love to pray with you as a community uh, to, to enable all of us to have that courage to live out the image of God in our lives. Also, as I'm praying, I sense that some of us are really excited to live out uh, a prophetic 
lifestyle, uh, you know, to live out what God has placed to our heart, you know, words of knowledge uh, and, and encouragement that God has placed in our hearts. And, and the word that, that, that I received, uh, the sense that I have, uh, you know, it's just a line that came to me from, from that famous movie, Spider-Man. Uh, it says, with great power comes great responsibility. And uh, perhaps, you know, that might be a reminder uh, to us that, you know, the words that we say carry great weight. We, when we represent the image of God, we represent God himself. And that's a huge responsibility. And uh, just asking for God to, to fill us with that reverence to really represent him well uh, and to allow him to fill us with more and more of himself so that the words we say will truly be filled with wisdom and with truth. And for us also to be filled with humility so that the words that, that we say is, will, will come out true uh, to how much we are really sure about how sure we are that it is from God. And so uh, if that's you, uh, we love to pray for you uh, as well. And so uh, let me just pray for us uh, right now. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this wonderful word that you have given us, that you call us to be filled with your spirit, to live out your image, to be a prophetic presence to those who are around us. For those of us who need courage, we pray that you fill us with an assurance and a peace with what you have placed into our hearts. We pray that you remove anything that is not from you and not of you so that what remains, we have a clarity and we know that it is from you. And when we live out what you have placed in our hearts, that it will truly help us to live out your image, the Imago Dei, and help us grow into your likeness. We thank you for those of us who are excited to live out your image. And we pray that you also help us to be grounded in how we live out uh, your, your word and how we live out your image grounded in your spirit, that your spirit will give us a peace, a centeredness and a stability that everything that we say and do, people can really see the peace and the centeredness of God in all that we do and all that we say. And we pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And last but not least, just a sense, even as I was praying that, even as I was sharing that story about the person who needs healing, maybe you need healing right now as well. And if that is you, um, I guess especially, you know, we've been talking about shins. If perhaps if you need healing for your shins, uh, you know, do click in on the QR code, say, yes, this is me. I would love healing right now. And we would love to pray for you so that you can receive the healing that God can give you uh, and that you really experience the faith that comes when God touches your life and touches your heart. So now let us uh, continue to um, have a, a heart of, of prayer as we enter into a time of worship right now. Da, 